Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast. I am here with another fabulous, fabulous interview with you guys, um, not with you guys, for you guys today, um, with a fabulous author that you are about to meet. But firstly, I want to thank our sponsor um, for making this all possible, Booksprout. So Booksprout is my go-to platform when it comes to building um, your early reader list, so your ARC list, and getting your advanced reader reviews, which are so incredibly important when it comes to, literally when it comes to putting your book out there, people buy, buy, people do judge a book by its cover. So we initially get um, turned on by the cover and then we read a little bit of about the blurb and you know what we're emotionally invested yep this story sounds right up my alley and then we need to back it up by logic and that is where having reviews on your Amazon page or any or your Goodreads page backs up that logic for buying your book so getting your advanced reader copies are very very important um, make sure that you yeah check out Booksprout because they are my go-to service for using them and if you're a writer listening into this, if you are working on a project right now or you want to get started on your first book, then I highly recommend going to Amazon or you can go to my website, oliviahillier.com and checking out the Writer's Journal. This is your new best friend, your new favorite little sidekick that you want to take everywhere with you to have the most seamless process when it comes to writing your story and getting all your ideas out onto paper before you hit the keyboard but not only just getting them out onto paper but having them all in one place the writer's journal literally helps you go through your protagonist getting to know them like there's no tomorrow as well as um your supporting characters and then it asks you questions about how to really get the best out of these people and you're going to know them more deeper than anyone else, which really creates 3D characters. It also helps you create your world, whether that is a real world, a fantasy world, it is going to help you set it up so you feel like you are completely immersed and in that place so you are ready to write and then putting it all together into your scenes and into your plot, your chapter outline. And most importantly, it helps you put together a structure for how you are going to write, where you are going to um, dedicate the time and commit so it is realistic and able to fit into your lifestyle, but also keep you accountable as well. And all of that is found in the writer's I was going to say the writer's advice journal. It's not the writer's advice journal, but it is for listeners of this podcast. It is the writer's journal by Olivia Hillier, crafting the story that you were born to create. Okay. That is all for me. That is all for me. Um, otherwise, if you're looking for a new read and you love uh, young adult sci-fi fantasy, my new series, The Dark Side Chronicles, are out. It is a twisted series. It is a twisted sci-fi fantasy dark romance um, that explores all your favourite tropes of a completely fantasy world. We've got a whole new race in there that's kind of like vampires, but something a little bit different. Enemies to lovers. You've got a wild, the wildest love triangle that I have ever come across that I'm obsessed with it and I love these stories so much so 
um, book one is Black Blood. You can check that out on Amazon, on my website, and see what everyone else is saying on Goodreads as well. Okay, but, and that's enough about me, and that's enough about what I've got going on. Let's dive into this week's episode of The Writer's Advice and our interview with this incredible author. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back to the Writer's Advice podcast, everyone. Now, I am excited because today I am joined by the fabulous author, Brooke Bifus, who, now you have uh, a couple of books, one that I have just absolutely devoured, your newest release, Before You Found Me and After We Were Stolen. And there's so much, so much in there that I want to dive into and how it came to be and the like storyline and the ideas and, and, and so much, but I want to go all the way back to the start and be like, when was the moment where you, you thought that you were a writer or you're like, oh, I'm going to give this a go and, and see how this, this pans out for me. <laughs> so it was actually kind of funny because I started formulating before you found me when I was 14 years old. But I did not decide I was going to write it until I was 31. Wow. (laughs) I just had a tremendous kind of fear of flying. And and it felt so deeply personal to me to start actually writing the story that had been festering my head for such a long time um, that it took me quite a while to actually um, jump in and do it. So I was I was 31 when I started. Wow, that is amazing. And when was some? Okay, so firstly, there's so many questions I have with that. Were you a bit of a writer younger and were you like, and that clear, like this clear story that's out now, everyone, everyone can, can buy it. Well, like well, did that, those are the characters that started to come through to you back then. Yeah. So they came through to me back then. And I kind of was a little misguided. I feel like I always knew I was a writer, but in the beginning when I was a younger person and I was in high school and college, I fancied myself an actress instead. But then I realized what I was doing was trying to rewrite scripts and I was trying to rewrite play dialogue in my head. And then it started to click to me like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm on the wrong track. Maybe it's actually writing that I should be focusing on, which was true. Um, so yeah, but the characters for this book, yeah, appeared to me way back then when I was 14. I have notes from that time that I took when I was in high school um, that just kind of went over their actions and what they were saying to me at, the, at you know that time. But the the moment of truth for me really was a New Year's resolution that's as simple as that it was a new year's resolution you're like I have to do it's like a commitment to yourself like I have to do this now you know what they got so loud they were just banging in my head and I said oh my god they want out and and they're gonna you know this is getting painful I really needed to kind of you know expel them and say okay guys I'm gonna let you out I'm gonna let you out and let other people meet you um but yeah it was a very kind of um very cathartic experience writing it and it, it happened once I decided to do it it happened so quickly Oh my gosh, I love this so much. And I want to, before I dive into, I want to get uh, into a little bit of a synopsis of the story. But when you say the characters are like, I love that. I mean, I don't know if, can I say that I love that feeling? I don't know if anyone loves that feeling. 
It was like, what? okay, this character is clear and literally asking for me to tell their story. For someone who's like, say, a new writer listening and they're like, okay, I mean, are you able to explain a little bit what that feels like if someone's feeling like it's happening? But because at the same time, you've had this long period of like kind of blocking it out, right? So you kind oh, of don't oh, want to yeah. give awareness to it. Yeah. And so yeah. what I did, what I was doing in writing at that time was I kept a personal blog. And when I say a personal blog, I mean a deeply personal blog. It was about myself. I wrote all about my marriage, my pregnancy. my I wrote my childbirth story in graphic detail. But when it came to writing fiction, it just felt so personal and so intimate. And I said, I just can't do it. I just can't. So what I would say to, if, if any writers out there are having that kind of feeling of um, intimidation mm -hmm. about sharing their creativity and sharing what is kind of happening behind the scenes in their minds, don't hesitate. Even if it's just for you in the beginning, don't hesitate, just start getting it out. And I always say it was like, it was like fireworks going off when I finally started writing, I could not stop. And it was just, I was, I was so, so happy when I was doing it. It was one of the happiest times of my life. I was just so excited. And every day I'm like, oh, I'm going to get to hang out my characters and get to write them. It will become an addiction. So don't hesitate to sit down, even if you don't show a single soul until it's ready, you know, until you're ready for it, just do it. Just sit down and start writing and don't be afraid. Yep. Yep. I absolutely love everything that you just said. Now it is like going to hang out with your characters, right? It's like this world that you get to dive into. And and that's, I think that's true of like enjoying the deep process before anyone sees it, like let like letting yourself have that intimate time with the work. Like it's, it's beautiful. I love that so much. Now, do, can you give us a little bit of a synopsis of Before You Found Me? Because I got this book and I started reading it and I it it hooks you straight away and there is like it is beautiful and complex and like did it you just explore deep relationships so beautifully on so many different levels and the journey and I yeah please go into a little bit about it um a little bit about the synopsis. Okay, so uh, Before You Found Me is about Rowan, who's our one of our two main characters, and Gabriel. Um, Rowan is a 22-year-old woman who just came out of a really terribly abusive relationship with her ex-fiance, who um, essentially tried to kill her when she escapes. Um, and then she decides she's going to house sit for a friend who lives up in Massachusetts and just kind of regroup and get herself together um, ahead of moving back to her childhood home in Oklahoma. But when she gets to Massachusetts, she's house-sitting, and she kind of starts to notice that there's something a little odd going on next door. And she finds out that there is a little boy who lives next door to her. That is Gabriel, our other protagonist. Um, he's 11 years old, and he's been kept, pretty much kept locked in his father's basement for the past three years. And this is all due to the fact that his father blames him for his mother's death. He inadvertently had a small role, not even really, but uh, in his father's mind, he had a role in her death. So he kind of is punishing him in this way. So Rowan decides, you know, this kid just came out of, is coming out of the same situation I just came out of. I don't want to put him into foster care. I don't want to subject him to police or anything traumatic. I'm going to take him myself. I'm going to just abduct him. I'm going to take him. I'm going to go to Oklahoma. I'm going to raise him myself. And that's what she does. And it follows their whole journey through, you know, becoming this, this new little family. It is so, it is so beautiful. And to me, like, even you've explained half of this, but that was a huge twist for me because I just, oh. jumped, I just dived straight into the book and I was like, because the way it starts, you expect it to be something a little bit, a little bit different. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, 
it just swept me off my feet and I read it in a couple of days and I couldn't put it down. So it's a huge recommendation on my list for sure for everyone. But one thing when I finished reading the book, I was reading some of your author notes. And one thing I noticed, it was like, this was 264,000 words or something like that. So I want to know about that moment of like, okay, you know what? It's a new year's resolution and I am going to get this done the initial draft of this book was 200 and I think you had to cut more than half of it is that right I had to cut about two-thirds of it yeah wow and I think it published at 98k so yeah um so yeah um in the beginning I I I did what most I'm assuming a lot of new authors do and I kind of just started writing and I didn't know it I, I knew nothing about what I was doing I didn't know anything but I was having fun. So I said, you know, I'm just going to write it and I'm going to see what happens. And I had so much fun writing it that I just went off the beam and, and, and just kept going. Um, and I was having so much fun with the characters and learning about them and just kind of seeing them interact with each other. And it was just, I think I needed to have that many words for myself. Mm-hmm. I needed to know them on that deep of a level and have them, have them on paper at that deep of a level just to understand them. So what I always tell myself is even though all those scenes are cut, it doesn't mean they never happened. It still affects how they are ultimately in their relationships with each other. Um, And yeah, it took me nine months to write the 264,000 words. And it took me three years to edit them down to a manageable level. Um, And the way that I did that was I won a contest, which was really kind of odd. Um, I, I decided that after the book was finished and it was huge and massive um i entered a contest called pitchapalooza which is kind of like an american idol style um contest for writers and you have one minute to pitch your book to a group wow. of agents and so i did and i won and i was just so over the moon and then i i handed in the manuscript i'm like here it is and they took one look and they're like oh no um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a wake up call for me. So they said, basically, they said, okay, here's what we're telling you, you got to get this way, way, way down. Um, And it was funny, because the agency they recommended me to initially didn't sign me. And then when I finally got my head on straight and got it down to a manageable level, and it was actually a book that people could ingest, um, I ended up signing with the same agency with a different agent. So wow, ended up being really cool. Yeah. Do you remember what that one minute pitch was? Oh my gosh, it was so different. I have it jotted down somewhere, but it was um it, it was very similar to what I said and just kind of kind of um it went a little bit deeper, but I, I remember writing it down and I brought my manuscript with me, which I might even have somewhere, but um I brought it with me. It was this big thing, and I'm just holding it, like clutching it to my chest, and I'm reading. And I remember the feedback that I got. The one judge told me, he said, um, it's very hard to surprise me. And he goes, and you just really surprised me. So um I ended up, I was, I think there was about 50 people in the contest and it was just like, it was, I was over the moon. And then, you know, it, it just from there, kind of, I just started to learn what I needed to do. Um, I needed to, I figured out, you know, the regulations and, and industry standards and word count. And I just learned it all. And then I went out in earnest and started to query. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I also love what he said, because I found, I found this as well. It's like, it, it the concept is so it's original like it, it is so original but like it's like you're reading it as in like I love these stories so much when it's, it's something that feels so original but then you're like 
how is this so rude? Like this, this, this shouldn't be in a beautiful way because it feels so natural. And I, that's one thing I really, really, really love about that story as well. Oh, it's like, you. oh, you've got that hook of like, okay, cool. I'm interested. I want to know about this relationship and, and what happens um, particularly between Rowan and Gabriel, which I love so much, but okay. So you've had to kill off a lot of your darlings. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. What was that process? Were you kind of just like, okay, this doesn't need to be in here. Like, yeah. What was that process like for you? How did you know what to cut? Oh man. I, I just, I had to go through it with a fine tooth comb and I'm talking, I must've read this book a thousand times. I yeah. mean, just in editing it. Um, I just kind of had to go through and say, what is not moving the story forward? What is um, unnecessary weight? What am I keeping just because I like it, but it's not needed. Um, and it was very kind of, I, I cried a lot because there was a lot of things that I just was, I would sit in my, my room at night and I would be editing and I'd be crying. And my husband's like, what are you doing now? Um, but you know, it was just knowing that I had to lose so much of it. But again, like I said, I just kind of, you know, said to myself, just because it's coming out of the book doesn't mean it's coming out of the story. And I'm, you know, those instances still need to shine, even though they're not being read. They still need to kind of, we have to understand that they they have this deep of a bond and, you know, these are the things that brought them there. So I just kind of had to um, make it, make it make sense on the page as deeply as I felt it in my head. Yeah. I, I think you explained that so well. It's like being able to show all those things with almost not even telling it essentially it's kind of which is like it's um a beautiful and hard thing and I have to say it's something that you've definitely really really pulled off which I absolutely thank you now what is next for you what's kind of like are you are you just like okay that's done and now another story comes through your head like what is kind of like the creativity that's like flowing through you right now is that kind of constant now (laughs) now you've got to go I have another book that I'm working on right now that I'm so super excited about. Um, And I'm kind of in the last, very last stages where I have to write like the last chapter, but it's giving me issues. So I'm kind of going back. And this one that I'm writing is a little bit more of a mystery. So the one I'm working on right now is about a woman who inherits her grandmother's house and her grandmother was a very bad hoarder. Now, in the backdrop of that, the same woman, her sister had been abducted 20 years earlier and her abduction is directly related to the grandmother's hoarding. So wow. when she gets to the house to get her inheritance, cause she's thinking, you know, her grandmother left her, you know, everything she owned. She finds out that her grandmother left all her money to the reward um, fund to help find her sister. So the main character is in desperate need of money and also desperately wondering whatever happened to her sister. So she decides while she's there and while she's working through this house situation, she's going to try and figure out what happened to her sister and hopefully regain her inheritance. Oh my God, what a story. How how is this coming through to you now? Like, is it kind of just like, it's like a random like download essentially, or like, do you like ponder on something? How kind of, how did the best ideas come through to you? I get characters first. I always get characters first. I don't usually get a story right away. I usually get characters and they'll come and I'll say like, okay, what are you up to? What are you doing? And I kind of talk to them and think about them. And every night before I go to bed, I kind of, okay, who's in my head tonight? Who am I talking to? Um, And so they just kind of come to me like that and and I find that the more time I spend with characters the more story I get Mm -hmm. um after we were stolen was a great example of that because that is the first book that I wrote or the first book that that I yeah that I wrote um it was actually the fifth book I wrote totally but um the first of mine that I had the plot before I had the characters and it was so hard to write 
I just had such a difficult time because the characters were just very clammed up and not talking to me. And I said, this is because the story came before the characters. I should have gotten to know them better. And, um, you know, but ultimately that was the one that got me published. So I guess it was, it was okay to do it. <laughs> but um, I really, I really uh, usually do get a character first. And I love that. I love when I get a new character. I'm like, oh yes, tell me what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> that is so exciting. That is the best part of the process. And I also know that you, like, it's great to know how clear you are in your process as well. It's kind of like, it could just be so random where something comes in and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. There's a, there's a new story coming through. Does that happen though, when you're currently writing something, how do you, are you kind of, if you're currently in the process of writing a story and say another character comes through to you, is that something you just need to park? Is that, or you're just like, yeah. It depends on how strong they are. Um, mm. I've had situations where I was writing one book that I stopped to write another one because I just knew that the characters were stronger they had a better idea of their direction um if I was maybe floundering a little bit in a story and then somebody else came through I'm like okay I'm putting you aside I have a couple of unfinished books that are unfinished because other things push them to the wayside yeah. so I just try and um you know, I think I have two or three that I never finished just because other books popped in and were, were stronger. And I knew that they were going to be stronger. So um, those are all things I can still revisit. And I still can go back and, you know, check on the characters, see how they're doing, see if they have a little more to offer me that I can mm -hmm. put down for them. Oh my gosh, this is like the ultimate creative process and you are so in flow with it. I absolutely love it so much. What is your writing routine like now? Like when you had, when you are deep in, in the writing process, are you kind of like a morning, a night person? When does it work best for you? How do you I'm a, work that? I'm a night person. So yeah. I tend to write, when I was writing Before You Found Me and I was like in the thick of it, in the throes of it, I would write, I had, a, I had a toddler at the time. So I would write, and she's 17 now, so they'll tell you how long the process was. Um, <laughs> I would write... Um, I would write from about nine o'clock until maybe two or three in the morning. And then I would wake up at about six or seven and I would write for two hours before I had to go to work and I worked part-time. So wow. I would write before I went to work and then I would, while I was at work, I had a very cool boss. I would just edit while I was at work. I would do whatever I had to do, but then I would just sit there and edit the rest of the time I was editing. Um, and that just, that's just how it went. And I still do that. I still tend to write really late at night. That's just kind mm -hmm. of when everyone's awake and everyone's talking to me. And, um, my husband always jokes that he cannot sleep without hearing me type behind next to him. He said, if he ever has to sleep, he needs like white noise of somebody typing because that's the only way he can sleep. <laughs> oh, that is so good. I, I absolutely love that. I find that I feel like because of those quiet times, like, it either comes, you know, really late at night or people leave. It'll even be something that wakes people up early in the morning, which which I absolutely love as well. Now, this is the Writer's Advice podcast, and you have given so much great information throughout this whole episode. But um, if there's a writer listening right now, say they're in the depths of, like, how you were um, in Before You Found Me, what would be the process, like, what would be some advice that you pass on um, to someone in the depths of a huge manuscript or a story that's really coming coming to them right now so what I would say is just I mean I can't say anything helpful like get organized because I'm not organized and I never I, I feel like that just hampers me as a, as a writer so I don't want to say that that's the ultimate way to go um, but I would just say if you feel like a scene is worthy 
write it down. You can, if you need to take it out later, don't grieve it. Just understand that it's in the book. It will always be in the book. It'll always shine somehow through the characters or through their interactions. Um, and, you know, just don't hesitate to overwrite. I always tell people don't hesitate to overwrite. I think it's easier to remove than it is to add. So, um, you know, definitely don't hesitate to uh, put everything down and then, you know, really have to have a real eagle eye after that, though. And you really have to be ruthless. And I was tremendously helped by I started a writing group. So yeah. um, I did this through our writers, com our commission, our arts commission um, in our town. And we had no writers group. So I said, OK, I'm going to start one. And I, I brought people in and those were my betas. So they started we would read each other excerpts. And we said, this works, this doesn't. And having that support was very, very helpful. Yeah. And would you say that helps you with that ruthlessness as well? Because I feel like there's two different, it's almost like two different brain states you need to like allow yourself to go into, right? It's like that flow of letting it all out. And then it's like that break of like, okay, now I've got to like, you know. <laughs> it's painful. It's a painful transition. Like yeah, all of a sudden yeah. you have, it's like you you need all the candy in the world, but then you have to go on a very restrictive diet and you have to lose it all. So it's such a great analogy. I love that so much. That's how it feels. Yeah, 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 yeah. But everyone's in it. Everyone's done it. Everyone, if you're in the writing process, we all know, we all know how it feels, which I absolutely yes. love. Thank you so much, Brooke. Now you can get your books absolutely everywhere. I believe. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, any good mm -hmm. bookstore, and I'm excited. I'm no pressure, but I'm also excited for the next one. <laughs> oh, I am too. I'm 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 inches away from handing it into my agent, so we'll we'll see how it goes. So very hopeful it'll be a. Uh, be available soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brooke. Thank you for having me.